Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome in. This is the Ultimate College Basketball Tournament special presented by the Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey. I'm Tyler Rocky of Locked On Syracuse. I'm joined by Brandon Olson of Locked On Gators. We've got analysis from the Final Four. We're also going to get you some betting advice from our friends at BetQL as well as we zoom in on the biggest stories happening as we approach the national championship game. Kansas, we probably could have seen coming. You, It wouldn't have blown our doors off if we knew Kansas was in the national championship. Brandon? North Carolina. Oh, there's a team from North Carolina. You probably could have guessed. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's Duke. Are they the team in the national championship? But no, it's the team from North Carolina in the national championship out of Chapel Hill. The Tar Heels are there. They took down Duke in an epic final four game. Some people are saying it is one of the most impactful college basketball games ever because of the ramifications. Obviously, everything with Coach K happening there. But let's start with UNC taking down Duke. Certainly the more entertaining game of that night. This is a Carolina team that has found a couple of ways this year to catch fire at the right times. And against Duke, they channeled something in that second half that brought them to victory. Yeah, that that was a game where it was, I think, the most exciting game of the year for me. Just, just watching it, obviously, everything going, the atmosphere was insane everything was on the line coach Kane's coach K's last game trying to get to the championship and it was just North Carolina just just went crazy they were just a, a different beast in that second half and I I give that starting five absolute credit because they played the entire second half besides that one substitution and they just played phenomenally throughout and towards the end when when Armando hurt his ankle I was like ah oh, man like like things are about to take a turn for the worse but yeah. uh, they, they kind of banded together even more at that point and just played a phenomenal final stretch there. We, you, we've looked at a couple of teams throughout this tournament. I think of Villanova and Houston as teams who are just kind of together, right? And I think UNC, after what they did in that second half, kind of falls into that mold. And maybe we should start to think of them in the way of the, uh, the Houston and, and the Nova vein there. Caleb Love in particular goes absolutely ballistic in that second half. I mean, he hadn't scored until about four and a half minutes remained in that first half. And then he comes away with 28 points in about 30 minutes of gameplay there. That to me is the most significant part of this entire puzzle, because we've seen a couple of absolutely nuclear second half performances out of Caleb love. The other one that sticks out is certainly that game against UCLA where the Tar Heels came back and won that game. And 
listen, without Caleb Love, who knows if this team's in the Final Four right now? Who knows if this team's in the National Championship? Who knows if this team even makes it out of a couple of the earlier games along the way? But he's been phenomenal in the way that he's sort of found his his inner microwave in those second halves has been certainly something that has kept this Tar Heel team afloat. Yeah, he kind of, he kind of showed that he's just one of those guys where you, you think of someone who can be an alpha dog, can take over and show that they are a legitimate closer and they can be that guy. And and he did that without a shadow of a doubt in Saturday's game. I think too, when you look at the coaching matchup that we saw last night, you've got Coach K on one end, obviously the established legend, Hall of Famer, USA basketball. I mean, his accolades, they need a scroll. But on the other side with, with Hubert Davis, his first ever NCAA tournament as the head coach of a, a college basketball program. And he's been there as an assistant before, but it's certainly different when you're the guy, you're the CEO of the whole operation. But you think back to what he's done, especially since that mid-February game where they lost at home against Pitt, one of the worst teams in all of the Power Five. And they've sort of found something since then. They've only lost one game during that time period. And I think that with Hubert Davis, he's got two unbelievably big wins in Carolina basketball history. You think back to the game that that ended Coach K's regular season at Cameron, and you've got this game ending his career again in the Final Four. I mean, Hubert Davis might have two of the five biggest wins in Carolina basketball history, and he's only been doing it not even a full season yet. Yeah, it, I mean, he's just been nothing short of absolutely stellar. Like, the way he can get this team to just buy in and everybody takes over their role. You know, Isaac Shade, Locked on Tar Heels, has said it before, where it, it's kind of every player that has a role. They're just buying into that role. It's not every player going, I, I want to be a superstar. I, I want to be the guy. I want to be the alpha. It's everybody saying, I have a role on this team, and I, I need to play into that role. I need, I need to just maximize my ability and maximize this team by buying into that role. Hubert Davis has had everybody buy in to that role. And it's been something there, there's something special about a team that just buys in and just accepts mm-hmm. that. And that's exactly what the Tar Heels have going now. They've just bought into themselves and they are just special right now. Is the only word I could really think of to describe them. On the other side, there were a couple of things that Struck me a little bit throughout the game in terms of minute management, and it certainly comes down to the center spot for Duke. You look at Mark Williams. He picks up those two early fouls, and then he never comes back in in that first half. Meanwhile, I thought Theo John filled in and did a really nice job, but he picked up four fouls in that first half as well. And it forced Coach K to go small at times. And that's this is not a team that you can go small against with Carolina. The way that they attack the glass, they out-rebound the, the Blue Devils 50-41 to uh, 41 in this game. And once they made the decision to go small, as opposed to maybe risk Mark Williams getting that third foul, thought it was a little bit puzzling. And it's something that once I saw Theo John start to get into some foul trouble, I would have maybe gone back to Mark Williams. Maybe you can go small for the final 30 seconds of a, of a half, but I think there were a couple moments where, where Coach K was probably regretting not putting Mark Williams out there. Yeah, that's one of those times, where, like the two fouls in the first half at any mm-hmm. point are one of those things where coaches tend to just uh, auto-bench their player, I guess yeah. you can call it, and, and it, it misses a lot of – like Williams only played 17 minutes in the entire game. Because and they were like, a dominant 17 when he was out there. 
Exactly. It's one of those things where you don't get those minutes back. It's about trusting your player at that point, and you, you have to trust them to make the right decision. Sure, he ended up with four fouls, but things could have changed. Maybe you play until he gets that third foul in the first half, and then you take him out, or you bring him back in at some point in the second half, and you just trust him to make the right decisions and make the right moves and, and kind of not shoot yourself in the foot there. But like you said, 17 dominant minutes and and you wish you had more and you could have had more if you just trust them a little bit. So I think that minute management was certainly an issue there. Let's move to the other game here. The lesser in terms of excitement levels in this one, Kansas rolls over Villanova. They get out to a 10, nothing run and never look back. They lead this game wire to wire. We have seen Kansas. I think they've been all right through the first handful of games, but I, I look at this Jayhawk team, the last three halves of basketball that they have put together have been absolutely stellar. And if they play the way that they have for the last three halves, I think they, they might take care of business in pretty convincing fashion against Carolina on Monday. Yeah. I I think that if they can just, just keep things rolling. And like, I I know that we just said, we're going to move on from the last game, but like we mentioned, like, like UNC is going to be tired. If they can keep things rolling, Kansas, I, I don't see a way they lose this game. Like, like they're the one seed. They, they're just such a dominant team that, like you said at the start of the show, it's not surprising that they're here. And this is a team that is playing their best basketball at the best time to play that best basketball. So I, I don't know how you can really go against them. I mean, they shot incredibly efficient from three. They were 13 mm-hmm. from 24, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And that is just so efficient. If you have a team that can consistently hit from a clip like that, I, I, I don't know how you stop them at all. You can't. And especially when you look at someone like Ashaya Baji, I mean, not only did he hit six threes, I don't think a single one of them touched the rim. I mean, <laughs> the first, he, go, he starts off the game four for four, and they're four of the prettiest swishes I've ever seen in my life. I mean, he was locked in in this environment. There were a couple other guys that really contributed from three as well. Daywan Harris was fantastic. He, he goes three for five. Christian Brown hits two big ones. He, he ends up going two for six, but those were a meaningful two. And they were kind of those three pointers that he hit where, oh, it looked like Villanova was starting to creep back into the game after being down 15, 17 points. And all of a sudden they've got it at seven. All of a sudden they've got it at six. And then there's Brown with a big time three pointer to sort of put things away. And I mean, you talk about some dagger shots. We saw a dagger from Christian Brown in this game, that one with the shot clock expiring certainly stands out. And he's, to me, their X factor moving forward. If you're going to get high-quality performances out of a Christian Brown, I think he makes this Kansas team really tough to stop. Yeah, and Christian Brown even said it after the game. He was asked about that second three and how he wasn't really hitting many. But he said, he's like, you know, I already hit the one earlier, and I was I have nothing to lose at that point of just chucking that one up, and it went in, and if you have a player like that that can just be a little more consistent, like two for six, that's not bad. It's not bad, no. It's not, it's not great, but it's not bad. So if you could shoot two for six and he can kind of be that guy that, that can deliver those big-time shots, you know, they say that they have that saying of big-time players make big-time plays and big-time moments, and that's exactly what he did with that shot clock beating three. Right. The other note from this game, David McCormick goes off for a season high 25 points, also has nine rebounds in this game. And this is going to be, I think, the one of the stories heading into this Monday matchup. You've got a big on one end who got 11 and 21 
And then you've got a big on the other end who got 25 and nine. And it was funny listening to Charles Barkley at halftime of this, of this game. And he says, well, Villanova is not going to grow at halftime. And that's the only way they're probably going to have a chance to stop a guy like David McCormick. But it's now the question of, can he string together consecutive performances like this? Now, does he have to go 25 and nine for Kansas to beat Carolina? No, I don't think that's necessarily the case, but he's going to have to show up and it might come against a hobbled on Rondo Baycott. Yeah, I, I think, you know, you just mentioned a, a, a uh, hobbled Armando Baycott. I think that's that's the biggest key factor. I think that it might not be the deciding factor in this game, but rebounding is huge for North Carolina. And McCormick just went off on offense. I mean, 10 for 12 shooting is incredibly efficient. I don't think he's going to have that easy of a time against yeah. Armando Baycott. But at the same time, we don't know what Armando Baycott's status is going to be. We don't know. I mean, I'm assuming he's going to play. He came back in after getting hurt, but we don't know at what percent he's going to be or really just how much he's going to play if we're going to save those minutes for later on. I've got some reasons for optimism for Carolina and Armando Baycott. We'll get to that in just a second, but next we throw the conversation to RJ and Jeffrey with the BetQLU podcast. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we welcome you to the college basketball championship game preview. And most importantly, RJ, who cares? Like, literally, this game does not matter. I think Kansas is going to win. We'll get into that later. But can we just take a quick 35 to 45 minutes and discuss what was your favorite part of Coach K's final? But You know, my favorite part is that he ended his career I do believe 
50 and 50 against North Carolina. No, 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 no. He did- in- incorrect. Incorrect. He ended his career 50 and 50 if you don't give Pete Gaudet, uh, if you give, so if you give Pete Gaudet, oh. yeah, yeah, no, no. Duke has, Duke has done a wonderful job spin zoning that. Yes, he actually was two games under 500 into tonight, but he doesn't count it because Pete Gaudet gets the losses. And tonight, by the way, which is a wonderful, wonderful segue, I raise a glass to Pete Gaudet tonight. I know he's smiling somewhere, probably coaching a women's junior varsity team somewhere. <laughs> you think he might be? You think that's a Pete still and he's coaching junior varsity uh, girls team in, in somewhere in suburban uh, Raleigh? Is that where he is? No, no, no. He definitely got, he definitely got exiled somewhere cold. Like, it feels like he's, like, coaching JV girls in, like, Indiana. Because, by the way, okay. in fairness, like, this is not a slight to JV girls. He's coaching JV girls because they'll actually listen to him and, like, he can actually coach, whereas Coach K just stabs him in the back and has him take L's and then petitions the NCAA to not take his L's. That's right. That's exactly what he was going to do. Uh, yeah, so you're right. So he wasn't 50-50 and 50 against North Carolina. No. He's, you know, what now? I guess now it's three games under 500 uh, against North Carolina. Let me find the actual. Let me find the actual. Tim Reynolds. Tim Reynolds had uh, the Lord's work today earlier because um, I did bet QL in the U in the action, and he he actually had like the real record, and it was amazing because it was just the most Coach K thing. Okay, here we go. Um, North Carolina's notes say that. Uh, that he finished uh, 50 and 50. Uh, Duke's notes say that he finished 50 and 48. Oh, the best. There you go. Let's put the way. That's it. That's the beauty. That's the beauty. But the, no, 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 no. That's not the most beautiful moment. The most beautiful moment is his team didn't do the handshake line. So literally, like literally the ultimate sore, oh, sore yeah. loser the ultimate leader of men, the ultimate, the ultimate, he's a military man. I don't know if you know that, but he's a military man. Literally, his team were supposed I, to be honor, integrity, everything. They literally took their ball and went home. It was amazing. Everything about this, like, you know, like when I, because I, like, if we're being completely honest, I dreamed up this day and I, like, I was like, it can't happen again. Like, I got the curtain call. Like in the end, that God's gift to me was the curtain call. Like that was the, that was the moment, and then <laughs> he decided, you know what, Jeffrey, you've been a good and faithful servant. You've hated this man for the better part of twenty years, and you have you fought a fight that no one thought was winnable, and you saw it through to the end. Here you go, and Love's three was the ultimate Big Stones three. And it was just amazing. And I, I cannot get enough of this. This is the greatest night in the history of the sport. You think this is, this is the greatest moment in the history of college basketball? Yes, because here's why. Name another, name another semifinal where the sport's defining rivalry actually played. Like, how many, how many actual semifinals are ever going to be like Alabama-Auburn or Ohio State-Michigan? Like, this is... Yeah, like you and I both like 
the irony of it all is we both think Coach K is amazing. We hate him, but we think he's amazing. This is the sports-defining yeah. rivalry. And this game was a national semifinal. It was – honestly, like, my biggest fear about this whole game was it was going to be a dud. Like, you know what I mean? Like, in the end, yeah. how many times we build up these games and they're just kind of meh? This game was awesome. It was big uh -huh. back and forth. It was awesome. It was, it was yeah. everything that we wanted. How many times do we actually get that? No, we don't get you're, – you're, you're spot on. We don't get it very often. I'll tell you, you know, uh, because, you know, there was, a, there was a point in this game, you know, Duke, they, you know, they started the second half, they started pulling away. And yep. Carolina, out of nowhere, I mean, literally out of nowhere, that was the fastest 11-0 run I've ever seen. And, you know, as, as somebody who watches college basketball religiously and as a Tennessee fan who knows that, you know, 11 points may come in a half for you, uh, like that was a tremendous 11-0 run by Carolina to get back into this game. But, you know, you mentioned Grace Day, the pitcher of the sport, or, or Grace semifinal. I still don't know if this could top the UNLV game. Only because the UNLV game had the unbeatable, the literally unbeatable team that had just won the previous year against Duke by like 20. And they were returning everybody, and then Duke comes in and beats him. Like, I, I don't know that this could top that game. No, no, no. I, I hear you, but here's the difference. It was literally not only Coach K's last ride. It, yeah. was, it was Duke righting the wrong of what happened on Coach K's last night. Like, this is literally the sports defining game. I agree with you. The, the 91 game is amazing. But this is the ultimate example of this is it. He literally, you, you and I both yeah. know that he's not going to coach a team if he doesn't think that he can win at all. So literally, he's putting his nuts on the floor with this team. North Carolina, which is a freaking eight seed. And granted, they were disappointing eight seed because of what they did during the year. They have a first-year head coach. And honestly, most people are sitting there going, you know, in December, most people are like, yeah, there's like, you know, he's not going to make it two years. He's not going to make it three years. And now, how you like me now, Hubert Davis? Because Hubert Davis, the thing that I love about him, he literally went with the ultimate opposite of Coach K. Talked nothing other than his kids, what they did, everything. Like, this was amazing. Like, this is, you just, we're just not going to see this very often. This was an amazing night. Yeah. No, it was. And you're right. I mean, I was I was thinking, you know, you know, midway through December, like how when is the countdown on Huber gonna start? Because you know, they they went out on a limb for him. You know, Carolina, I thought, and I, I thought Carolina and Duke, I was like, dude, you can't give the keys to those programs off to uh, you know, a rookie head coach. You know, John Shire and Hubert Huber Davis, I'm sorry. That's not gonna cut it. Like find somebody else. Find someone who is coached. Find someone who is an alumnus, or go away from the alumnus. Go outside the program if you if you have to. These are mega jobs, and you're going to put them in the hands of Hubert Davis and John Shire. Really? Well, Hubert Davis. I mean, he you know, he learned on the job, and he figured out as the job went on exactly what it took to win. 
No, like, and to me, yet again, I know I hate to I hate to bring this back to Coach K one more time. Yet again, this is another massive win for Roy Williams. Roy Williams, big yeah. successor, who everyone and yeah. included were like, what is Roy doing? Like this was like we both were thinking, like, is Roy just being an idiot here and picking yeah. his guy? I gotta tell you, man, there were so many times that this team I thought they were dead that the way that they just kind of kept pushing, kept pushing. It's a testament to Hubert. It's a testament to everything they did. Okay. I know we're actually supposed to spin this forward. Here's the, here's my prevailing thought. North Carolina is very much like Maximus Decimus Meridius at the end of gladiator. He literally kills Commodus. Commodus obviously is coach K duh for everyone out there. He's about to die. Because here's the other thing that struck me tonight. Dude, I think Kansas like is like good, good. Because remember, you and I both were, we both knew Kansas had the potential to be good, but they never gave us the warm and fuzzies. Kansas today like showed it to me. They put together multiple halves where I think they look like the best team in college basketball. Man, they did. That's for dang sure. Um, this this is a Villanova team that doesn't beat itself, and 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 RJ, you know, RJ, Kansas. They RJ, they literally never trailed the entire tournament. Kansas never trailed today. That's amazing. That's the amazing stat. Nova never trailed the entire tournament, and Kansas not, not even never trailed today. Second. Literally, not for a single second. Nova never trailed. Now they were tied, obviously at zero zero. They never trailed in a, a single game. They never led today. Unreal. Un, I, I didn't know that stat. That's a, that's a tremendous stat. And, and look, Kansas is really good. They really are good. Um, and, and, you know, they, they beat a Nova team that doesn't beat themselves. You know, Nova never beats themselves. And, and, and Kansas took it to them. I, I, you know, I did not, and I do not give Bill Self a ton of credit. Um, I, I call, you know, I don't, I, I think he's more of a February coach than a March coach. Uh, and, and I still hate, I hate how he beat Memphis. I think that's a fraudulent way to win when the, you just foul the other team and, 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 you know, make the take free throws. If you can't beat him straight up, don't beat him. But, you know, he's going to win his second title here, I think. I really think he is. And, and, and this is a deserving one. This is a, this is a really good team. And they're playing fantastic. I mean, to me, the biggest thing for me is Nova had no answer for McCormick. And in the first half, McCormick got into foul trouble, much like he did against Miami. And then Miami made their run. He sat out. Bill sat there and said, we'll be fine. He's going to play the second half. And the other big thing for me is Ajabi's actually playing like the guy that he was promised to be. Like he looked today, today, you know, like we've always wanted that guy to be like, shoot it. Like we wanted this guy to be an elite scorer. I thought today, like, that's the first time I've sat there and go, that's the guy we've wanted him to be, and this feels like the right stage for him. And that's what you need in March. You need a guy – you need a couple of good guards, but you also need a guy who could take over a basketball game. And if you don't have the guy that could take over the game, if you don't have the best player on the floor, and Kansas probably does have the best player on the floor, then they're going to – then then that's the way to win. You have to have that. UConn won their titles. Their, their two most recent titles. Because they have the best player on the floor every single night. He is RJ Choppy. I am Jeffrey Wright. Next up on our Locked On Experts, 
they're going to break down the big matchup, Kansas and UNC. Which team will be the 2022 national champion? We've got all of this up next on Odyssey, the Locked On College Basketball Tournament. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, after all the madness, just two teams stand. The teams with the second and third most wins in college basketball history. You've got the Kansas Jayhawks. You've got the North Carolina Tar Heels, a one-versus-eight matchup. Usually you get those in the second round of the tournament, but this time you're getting it in the natty. All right, so I mentioned earlier a couple reasons why I still have some optimism for Carolina heading into this game. Again, you got to think that victory over Duke mentally exhausting, physically exhausting, emotionally exhausting. And now you got to turn around two days later and play the biggest game of your life. Meanwhile, on the other side for Kansas, a little bit of a blowout. You could probably coast a little bit and you're feeling good about yourself. You're rolling with some momentum heading into Monday. But with Carolina, I think the lingering question remains of Armando Baycott, his ankle, his health. How's he going to feel out there? And I know the old saying with ankle injuries is that you can come back in that day, but what's it going to be like the next day, two days after that? Is it going to balloon when the swelling starts to kick in? You can still kind of go full strength for a little bit. But to me, a reason why I'm optimistic, he's actually a little bit healthier than maybe the, the injury initially looked, and he had to go into the tunnel and everything for that earlier. He came out and was super active. Usually you see guys when they have those sort of injuries, they're just kind of there. They're standing around and it's more of a decoy sort of deal. But with Baycott in that game, I think it was the first or second possession. He was back in the game. He goes up and triple taps a board. And even though Carolina didn't get any points out of it, I thought it was encouraging to see him elevate the way he did and still move with normalcy out there. Yeah, I mean, Armando Baker, when he got hurt, it was kind of weird the way it progressed because he, you know, obviously rolled his ankle and he was laying on the ground for a bit. And then he had to get helped up and help walk to the side. And then he kind of kind of walked, jogged to the tunnel and then they missed free throws and he just came right back out there. <laughs> like, right. it was just like I, I need to get right back into this game. And yeah, it, it was promising. But like you already mentioned, it's one of those things where you don't know how you're going to feel the next day. Like I've had times where, I'll get hit and I'm like, okay, like I'm I'm fine. Whatever. I'll play through it the next day. It, it's just killer for me. So I don't know what Armando Baycott's gonna be like, but I, I'd imagine he seems like the kind of guy that no matter what, he's gonna go. And if he can go, he's going full. Like he's just yeah. sending as much as he can. And I, I think he's gonna play and I think he's gonna play his artist and do his thing, but I don't know how well he's going to play, is my biggest concern. 
So we've hit on the centers a little bit here. That's certainly going to be a focal point heading into the matchup. But how about the backcourt play as well? Let's start on Kansas's side. The production that they have gotten out of Remy Martin and Christian Brown and Daywan Harris throughout the course of the tournament. And now on the other side, you're seeing Caleb Love and R.J. Davis and just the consistency that has sort of emerged out of each of these guard pairings and, and trios for each of these teams, I think is, is certainly something that gives me a little hope. I, I think it's whatever tandem of guards plays better in this game. That's the one that's going to come out on top. And, and let me tell you this. I don't think Caleb love can get away with a microwave performance. I think he's going to have to do this from the get go from the start. And that may mean for him not taking as many threes. He, he made three threes, but he took 10 of them in that game against Duke. I think he's going to have to get to the basket a little more and have some of those nice little finger rolls at the rim if this team wants to get going early. Yeah, I mean, he was so efficient from two. I mean, he he shot eight for 10 from yep. inside the arc. He was incredibly efficient. I think he's got to kind of force his way in there a little bit and maybe you get, you know, Kansas in some foul trouble. Maybe you open some things up there. But I, I think a big part is love has to be consistent i'd like to see rj davis be a little more aggressive as well he kind of carried them in the beginning of that duke game but then it became the caleb love show at the end yeah i would i would kind of like to just see him be a little more aggressive throughout you know not not doing a ton more but just kind of kind of show that dog mentality that love can show a little bit more how much do you think fatigue plays a factor in this game because carolina a team that doesn't use its bench a whole heck of a lot meanwhile on the other side, you have a Kansas team that blew out Villanova and also goes a little bit deeper into their bench. I do think that Carolina, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but the emotional, physical, and mental toll that a game like Duke in the Final Four can bring on you maybe can can have some ramifications come Monday. And who knows, some of those kids maybe feel like they've already won their championship for the year by, by beating that Duke team. Yeah, I, th I think fatigue is going to play a huge factor for North Carolina. Just I, I don't know how you can go in there with having, what, a total of, what, 13 bench minutes? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You, you can't do that again against Kansas. That's going to be a major problem here, or at least I think, because when it comes down to it, adrenaline can only take you so far. And mm -hmm. that's what it comes down to with, like you mentioned, the, the mental, physical, emotional exhaustion of that Duke game. And so many guys wanted it so bad. I don't know how you can turn around two days later and have guys play another 40 minutes. You know, Love and Black played 40 minutes for North Carolina on Saturday. Baycott would have played more than 33 if he didn't get hurt and then he didn't foul out. There was just mm -hmm. so much exhaustion here. Brady Manick played 38. It, it was insane how often guys came in and, and just did not come in there were no substitutions at all really in the second half there wouldn't have been any if Baycott didn't get hurt and then fell out so I, I think fatigue is going to be absolutely killer here especially when you mentioned Kansas they have a deeper bench they're not afraid to go to their guys they don't play a ton but they're not afraid to go to their bench at certain times and I think that they're going to in the national championship especially with North Carolina going to be exhausted Last thing I'm looking at here in this game, Oshai Baji was fantastic in this game against Villanova. And now, I mean, you're talking about a player of the year candidate trying to roll it over and, and put together another impressive performance. And I think the question for Carolina comes down to who guards him. Are you going to get, throw out a guy like Leaky Black on him? Athletic, he's got length. You got 6'8 going up against the 6'5 of Baji. 
Or do you want to throw Brady Manic, maybe a more veteran option out there who I thought did a really good job on Paolo Bancaro down the stretch against Duke. Are you leaning with a guy like Leaky Black? Or if you're Hubert Davis, are, is the chess piece you're pushing forward here Brady Manic? I'm throwing Leaky Black out there. I think that just his pure athleticism and effort, I, I think he's one of those guys who I could just say, hey, just, just, that's all you. Like, like I fully yeah. trust you to go out there. And Hubert Davis has shown that he trusts Leaky Black, you know, 40 minutes on Saturday. He, he's clearly got that confidence in Leaky Black, and Leaky Black did not play great offensively on Saturday. But I think defensively, you, you just let him go out there and, and you let him do his thing. And you let, and you just, you just put your faith in him at that point. I'm with you. I think you got to throw Leaky on him. If for no other reason, Brady Manick's such an important offensive tool for you in this game that you don't want him wearing himself down trying to guard the best player on the floor on the other end. And I think with Leaky, he's not as big of an offensive player, whereas Manick, you throw Manick on a Christian Brown, maybe. I think that might be the better matchup for this team. All right. Well, the next time you hear from us, we'll have a champion crowned. Wednesday, we are going to recap the national championship and look at the state of college basketball moving forward. So for Brandon Olson, I'm Tyler Rocky. This has been the Ultimate College Basketball Tournament Special presented by the Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.